Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. Ah, yeah, you know what it is. Hard worker, scrappy, unfiltered, and sometimes unhinged football content. Hard to explain, but you know it when you see it. Doing it daily, our way. I don't know what you're talking about right now. Redraft and Dynasty Fantasy Football, we got you covered. You know their defense is ranked like 31st in the NFL? NFL draft prospects and rookies? Now you know you're in the right place for that. Absolutely. All right, then stop saying it. Then we're done. And prop bets with my man Jay Rich. Count that money, man. Now wipe the crust out of your eyes. Get you a cup of coffee. It's time to wake your ass up with Ray G. You honestly are making absolutely no sense and you sound silly as hell. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. It is Wednesday, July the 13th, 2022, and y'all decided to wake y'all asses up. Ray G, and for that, I appreciate you. I appreciate you being here. Dynasty Barry, I see you in the building. Good morning to you. Tyler, what's going on? Doc Rivers is in the building. Doc Rivers, what's going down with you, man? James in the building. Roe, Scott Free says start headbanging. Yes, the beat, the intro is dope. Still love it. Gets me going every morning. Shane Joe, Marlon in the building. Uh, Adrian, some new people. Fizzle Dollars, Patrick Price, Matt Bruning. What's up, Joe, John, Addison, Gretchen, Good morning to you all. Hope you all are enjoying uh, your Wednesday morning. And again, thank you for waking up with your boy Ray. Got my boy Jake about to come in in a minute. And we're going to talk top five bounce back candidates. Um, we're going to talk more than five players. We'll try to narrow it down to our top five guys. I think there's some obvious names, of course, at the top of the list uh, that we should be excited about for this upcoming 2022 NFL season. I, I, at first, I was going to throw some college names out there, but I, I didn't want I don't I didn't want to co-mingle the waters just yet. Uh, but we'll just talk about some some obvious bounce back NFL candidates and maybe some players not so obvious that sound kind of disgusting, but being drafted way late in startup drafts, way late in seasonal drafts that could actually produce um, like a starting running back or a starting wide receiver or the wide receiver or running back of yesteryear's past. So excited to just dive through that with you guys, engage with you, get some feedback from you guys uh, on what you think the top bounce back players are and wh- how we should be valuing these players in Dynasty and just if are we excited about them in the NFL in general. So uh, where's my co-host, Jay Rich? How you doing this morning, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. How you been doing? Um, good, we actually man. just asked in the chat by Connor how our Scott Fishbowl teams are going. I don't know how your deep draft is going, but I got sniped getting Debo Samuel in the third round after drafting Trey Lance in the second. I was very pissed off about that. But how is your Scott Fishbowl going? Because we haven't even talked about that yet. So how is your team going? Yeah, man, I'm just having fun. I'm just enjoying it, man. I- I've gotten to the point now where I, I-, I truly uh, I just appreciate what Scott and company are doing for the community, man the amount of toys that they're passing out to kids. I'm just having a good time. I mean, I don't know, man. I'm not looking at ADP. I'm not. I'm, we got these group chats going. I'm kind of just in and out of there. But I, I think it's going all right. We'll see, right? Last year, I thought it was real good, and then my team was terrible. So, Oh, yeah, um, you did. You yeah. you proclaimed it over. I'm pretty sure I still have those screenshots. Yeah, all the people the told me because of my quarterbacks, I was going to win it, and that didn't happen. But so far, I've got uh, Tom Brady, Cooper Cup, Debo Samuel, Devontae Adams, Matt Ryan, TJ Hawkinson, and I'm about to pick Josh Jacobs. So, I mean, I guess it's nice. fine. We'll see. At this point, nobody freaking knows, right? Like everyone, yeah. everyone thinks their team. I haven't seen one player out of the three thousand teams that are in the tournament say that they think their team is bad. So everybody thinks their team is good. 
I don't know if mine is good or bad. Well, I guess we'll see here in the next couple of months how it is. Um, but yeah, that's how my Scott Fishbowl is going. Yeah, man, that's good. I mean, for me, I was I started with Lamar Jackson at 104, right? Went with, back with Trey Lance, got sniped on Debo, ended up with Mixon as RB7, which I'm actually pretty happy with. I don't think people are giving Mixon enough credit and what that offensive line should be this season. Still having to respect the passing game. Uh, then came back with George Kittle to stack him with Lance. Uh, a little bit higher on him there. But again, got to be different in Scott Fishbowl, right? Got to shoot for the ceiling in some ways. And so that was kind of my way of being a little bit different. But it's, we'll see. My job's going a little slower, but hopefully today we pick it up a little bit. So I'm pretty happy with it so far. Well, Stanley, I appreciate you actually liking the show. I, I think it's a good show. I think it's a good show, an entertaining way to wake up and start your day talking some football, some sports. So appreciate you tapping in, brother, and uh, glad you glad you liked the show. Uh, no big news. Nikhil Harry, he was traded yeah. to the Chicago Bears. So Justin Fields has a, another weapon uh, to use, I guess. Uh it's going to be Cole Komet and Darnell Mooney season over there in Chicago. It's probably going to be rough for the Bears this year. Um, I, 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 you know, let me not say that because people, we said the Carolina Panthers, uh, we looked at the Vegas odds for their win total, highest offensive scoring team, lowest offensive scoring team, and Carolina was at the top. We talked about them being a bad team this coming season, and the YouTube comments had a field day. Uh, with Baker Mayfield being there, how on earth could we say that the Panthers are going to have a bad team? So I don't want to say this about Chicago just yet, but uh, if Nikhil Harry, Vellis Jones, uh, Byron Pringle, Equinemia yep. St. Brown, those are your top receivers, whew, this could um, this this could be pretty bad for one Justin Fields this season. We'll see. Maybe he needed a change of scenery. Maybe Vellis Jones is better than we think. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not excited for one for one Justin Fields in those offensive weapons this year. Hopefully, if the Bears are in fact bad, they get a high draft pick. Compare him with a more dominant wide receiver or higher upside type guy like a JSN, like a Kayshawn Boutte. Uh, but as it currently sits, not really excited about the Nikhil Harry move to Chicago. But we shall see. Grab you some Darnell Mooney. Hope you got him. But. Uh, let's uh let's get into the uh, let's keep Trey cut yeah let's uh let's let's not even um I know Nikhil Harry is younger than Velas Jones like I get that I, I get it and Nikhil Harry he's been in the league forever and has not been good unfortunately but bounce back candidates I think there's some obvious names at the top Jay and uh, I, I don't know how obvious we want to get or how deep and dirty we want to go with these players but I'm looking at players when I'm thinking of bounce back <clears throat> you know. Players that uh, we saw, maybe it was for half the season last year, maybe they didn't play at all. I don't know if you didn't play at all. Can we consider you a bounce back? Like Travis Etienne, I'm not going to put him in the category as bounce back. I guess he could, but he didn't even get a shot to play in the first place. So maybe you can consider him a bounce back. And then on the high end of the spectrum, if you want to put Derrick Henry in there, I'm just, if you want to do that, I get it, sure. But even with him playing half the season, he was still so damn good. It was like, I, I think you were saying the other day, Jay, he finished his like RB13 on the season and missed half the yeah. damn time. I mean, he was on pace for another 2,000-yard season. Just what, what, were your, what was your definition going into this, Jay, of, of who you were considering as a bounce-back player? I know we talked, Derrick Henry. Did he make your final cut? 
Uh, no, I actually didn't even consider him at all. Um, the one guy who I did add to my list, but I, we're not going to talk extensively about it, is Christian McCaffrey, right? Yeah. Uh, Christian McCaffrey is not one year removed, but two years removed from elite production. But the thing with Christian McCaffrey is when he's on the field, he's extremely productive. The most productive fantasy player of all time, like period. Doesn't matter who. I don't know how far back that stat actually goes, but I believe it's pretty far back. But yeah, Christian McCaffrey is still the most productive player of all time. Um, and then as well, it's... There's the injury factor. I didn't. I didn't want to talk about Derrick Henry because you still did get something out of him. McCaffrey kind of did, but again, it's. I wanted to avoid these really high, obvious guys. There will be some guys on the list that you guys will be like, yeah, well, obviously Cam Akers. We have to talk about right because I think he's in an interesting spot as far as ADP goes and where you want him in Dynasty. And then the guy that I actually left off, right? I don't know if you left him off your list was J.K. Dobbins. Um, J.K. Dobbins wasn't the guy I actually had on my list, and the main reason why is because I don't know when he's coming back. So. Is he bouncing back or is he kind of just getting back into things to where we can value him at a certain spot this year? I think that's where I'm at right now. And there's a couple of guys I think that will surprise that made my list just based off some things I was looking at. There is opportunity. Doesn't mean they're going to be like elite fantasy assets, but definitely undervalued compared to the market right now. Joe, I agree with you. You talked about Baker Mayfield's. I, I didn't touch on that earlier, but Baker Mayfield's press conference with the Carolina Panthers. I do. He did come off very likable to me during that press conference. And one of the things that I appreciated about it is a lot of times you get these guys going up there and saying these canned PR ass answers like, oh, you know, they, they asked him in particular about the Browns Carolina Panthers week one matchup. And a lot of times it's, oh, I'm I'm not thinking about that. You know, um, we're just focused on getting better one day at a time. I'm focused on training camp. Baker didn't shy away from it. He pretty much said, like, I'm not going to sit up here and BS you like this isn't a, that isn't a game that I have circled on my calendar in part. Like, I like that. Right. I like the fact that he's acknowledging he wants to play well. He wants to show Cleveland that they made a mistake. Now, he's got to go out there and back that up. He's got to go out there and produce. But I like the fact that he's saying, like, yeah, I want to play them. That game is circled. That that date is circled on my calendar. I want to show Cleveland that they messed up. I, I like that about him. And he did come off very likable. And if we're just being completely fair and objective with Baker Mayfield, he had two bad seasons in Cleveland and he had two good seasons in Cleveland. He took a team that was really bad and made him competitive. He took a team to, he took that team to the playoffs. I'm not saying he was a top tier quarterback. I'm not saying he was he even lived up to being the number one overall pick. Yes, you go back to that draft. You would 100% take Lamar Jackson and, and Josh Allen ahead of Baker Mayfield with what we know now. Uh, but he would. It, it's not like he's been a dumpster fire all four years of his career in Cleveland. It's not like he was Sam Darnold levels of bad. And, you know, it, it's funny because when Sam Darnold was traded from the Jets to the Carolina Panthers, there were people out there that still had high hopes for Sam Darnold. And it was evidence because we talked about it on this show People were out there trading first-round picks, 2022 first, 2023 first, for Sam Darnold, for Daniel Jones, for some of these players. So let's see. Um, you know, let's see if Baker is good enough, good enough in care. Because I don't care what the Carolina Panther faithful say, I think the team is going to be bad. And if they're bad, they're going to have a new coaching staff. But let's see if Baker's good enough in Carolina to get a bridge-type job like a Mitchell Trubisky got in Pittsburgh this year. And I saw somebody in the comments, we're talking about bounce back player. I think it was, yeah, it was Stanley. He said, Mitch Trubisky, that's, that is a name that's off the, the popularity path of a player who could 100% 
bounce back in that Pittsburgh offense this year. Now, we've kind of talked about the Steelers, Jay, and how bad that offensive line is. But with the pass-catching weapons, with the running back, with the tight end, and a lot of things that I've learned and heard over the offseason about Mitch Trubisky's time in Chicago and not really being on the same page at all at any point in time with head coach Matt Nagy, that's actually a really good name to throw out there as a true bounce-back candidate. And, uh, you know, Evan said all the players who are on the comeback player of the list sort of uh, by the sports books. I think Mitch Trubisky is actually a really good name. And he's coming off the board right now in Dynasty Startups as QB34, not advocating he should be higher, lower. You could build around Mitch Trubisky. But when you're talking about players who are going to have an opportunity to produce in 2022 as a starting quarterback with those weapons, I like the Mitch Trubisky call, Jay. I don't know how you feel about it, but I think that is, that's what I want to dive in. I mean, yes, Christian McCaffrey and Derrick Henry and Allen Robinson, they should be at the top of everyone's list to bounce back. But can Mitch Trubisky be a bounce back type player this year in 2022? Absolutely. I mean, you just said that you don't think he should be much higher in dynasty rankings, and I think he absolutely should be. I think when he comes down to it, he's probably, what, a top 27, 28 quarterback in fantasy leagues. I remember there was an offseason probably two years ago where Derek Carr was below quarterback 30, like in ADP. And I was just like, this is ridiculous. Like, whatever you think of Derek Carr, yes, contract security. So, my thing with Mitch Trubisky and the reason why I'm not kind of all in on going after him, buying him all these things is because I don't know how he's going to operate in the offense. You know, it's not to say that he can't do it. And, and I think that's where you're getting this massive discount. And I believe that if you did want to go after him, he's probably worth the pick. But with Kenny Pickett waiting in the wings whenever that's going to be and the uncertainty of how he's going to operate in this offense is really my only concern. But I don't think it's so much of a concern that you can't see a world where he does perform well. I think he looked great in the Bills offense last year. And again, it's not like I'm saying, oh, he's looked great in the Bills offense. Wow, Jordan, that's great. They have the best offense in the NFL. But he's always operating with the twos when he's in the offense. He's not playing with Stephon Diggs and all these guys. He's playing with the lesser guys and looked pretty good. And I'm assuming he learned quite a bit from Brian Dable. But again, that needs to come now to the Steelers system and how does he ultimately perform there? I think he's got a really good shot. To your point about comeback player of the year odds, he's 10 to 1 to win the uh, sixth highest on the board. So he's got a really good shot. And if he plays all year, he definitely could do it. But again, he has to overcome Derek Henry, Christian McCaffrey, Daniel Jones randomly is ahead of him. And Michael Thomas is another guy who could definitely get it done. But comeback player of the year is a award that does go to quarterbacks quite often. And Mr. Trubisky, I would not be surprised. You know, he was what, the number two pick or number three pick in the draft? A uh, guy with a ton of talent, a little bit overdrafted, but could definitely get it done with that Steelers offense around him to support him um, throughout the season. If he st- maintains that all year, I think he's got a really good shot. Yeah, I like I like the Mitch Trubisky call, but you hit on one of the players that I talked about when we talked about this on uh, on Monday together, Michael Thomas. I think he's in. It's funny because the last time we saw Michael Thomas on the field and playing, he was incredible, right? We just haven't seen him on the field in forever. Do you think, do, do you just think that the fear and paranoia over the ankle, him not running, early reports in May and June about him still trying to, the ankle isn't 100%. If MT walks into the season, as excited as we are about Chris Olave, there are some people out there that are still enthusiastic and have some level of high expectation for Adam Troutman. Don't know why, but there's still those people out there. If Michael Thomas starts training camp and he's fully ready to go and he walks into September and he's ready to go for the Saints from week one, how good could MT be? Because right now, uh, the people are telling me he's wide receiver 47 
off the board behind George Pickens, Jesus. behind Jahan Dotson, Christian Watson, Brandon Ayuk, Sky Moore, rookie. And I know this is dynasty, but Michael, a healthy Michael Pittman. Let's just imagine a world where he's been healthy this entire. Where would he be valued right now in dynasty? Would he be in the forties? And I know he's a little uh, older. What's what's Michael Thomas? Twenty eight years old. 28, 29. I get that he's, he's gonna, older. He's 29, yeah. He's, 29. So he's not 30 yet, but he's going to be. He's going to be next I get season, he's right? old, so I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not saying he should be a top 10, top 15 dynasty wide receiver. But had he been healthy the last couple of years, where do you think he'd be valued in dynasty? Maybe like wide receiver 18 to like 25, somewhere in that range, even at 29 years old, maybe a little higher? I so I think my measuring stick is somewhere around Keenan Allen, right? Because I think that Keenan Allen is a really good comp for Michael Thomas or what he could be down the stretch, how his career will probably age. And Keenan Allen is a guy who can go in the 20s, but he's going a little bit later now. He's at 34, right? Now, in my opinion, I think that Michael Thomas is better than Keenan Allen. I think that, you know, the way his game has played, again, he's been a couple years. Last time he was really good, he was 27. He's obviously 29 now. But I think, you know, right in that 30s range is probably fair because Keenan Allen is 30 years old. He's coming off a 1,000-yard season. He's tied to Justin Herbert. He's going to be a number one target or number two target, depending on the game, with Mike Williams. But again, Michael Thomas doesn't have the target competition right now than that we've seen in LA, right? So I think that's probably where you peg him. It's not that he can't be a top 24 wide receiver, but you got to be really good. Like even Cooper Cup, you know, Robert Woods, when those guys were still really talented wide receivers and, and performing at a high level, borderline wide receiver ones, they were not top 10 guys because they were a little bit older, right? Brandon Cooks, really good receiver, will always be in the 30s because he's a little bit older. Michael Thomas, I think there's a little bit of stink on him too. And of so course, for me, of course, I think, but again, if you're drafting him now and he performs at a high level, I think there's a really, really good shot that he could be a guy who returns value in the thirties, but it comes down to, I think in some ways is what do the saints do with their quarterback position? Obviously, like you talked about last time he played, he was with Drew Brees. He's got Jameis Winston now, another guy who could be a bounce back candidate this season coming off the ACL injury. But I do think we're going to have to see how those two guys look. because We've never really seen them play together, right? We saw small bits of it, but we haven't really seen Michael Thomas, Jameis Winston play outside of, you know, practice and things like that. So we'll have to see how that chemistry translates on the field. And with all the reports of Chris Olave, I think it's going to be a bit of a tandem. And, you know, I talked about this when Olave got drafted. We haven't seen the Saints do this since they drafted Michael Thomas. And it was Brandon Cooks and Michael Thomas. And both receivers were phenomenal with Drew Brees. And so I think we see a bit of a tandem here. But like you're saying, I think Michael Thomas has a great shot to perform this season. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I'm I'm with you. There, uh, listen. I want to get dirty, folks. So y'all gotta bear with me. Like, goddamn it, I know. Let's let me just say this now. Uh, in within our top five, the top five bounce back candidates. Like, if we just wanna, if we just want to to, to get that out of the way, it's Derrick Henry, Christian McCaffrey, Allen Robinson. Who are the other high-end guys? Lamar Jackson. Uh, I got Cam Akers and Saquon Barkley. Cam Akers and list. Saquon Barkley. There you go. There go your top five true, elite, game-changing, wide receiver ones, running back ones, and fantasy four. Those are your top guys, right? We're all, we're not we're not going to include any of those guys in the rest of the conversation today because that that goes without saying. I want a Rob, and I don't I don't just tell y'all that. Like, go get a Rob. Invest in a Rob. I'm good with Saquon. Henry's going to be great. I think Christian McC It's interesting, man. Um, I, I looked last night in preparation for the show, Jay, and I, I couldn't quite find it. But 
the reason why I think for fantasy purposes, fantasy football purposes, Christian McCaffrey probably should be the one is I went back, I was looking through like historically, like his season, 2019 season, where he had a thousand and a thousand and how well that was all time in fantasy football. And it was number two behind LaDainian Tomlinson the year he had a bajillion touchdowns. And in Christian McCaffrey's thousand and a thousand season, I think, uh, don't quote me, I know somebody on YouTube will find it, and not you guys that are live. Y'all are y'all are cool, but somebody in the comments later, well, actually, it was. I think he did that, and he finished number two all-time behind LT, and he scored like 14 or 15 less touchdowns than LaDainian Tomlinson did that year. So he had 19 total. And what did LT have? 30 something? Let me, let me look it up. Yeah, I think he was I think I, I think he had 30 something touchdowns that year or close to 31. It. 31 31, gap, 31 touchdowns. Yeah, a gap so he of was 12 touchdowns. That's just, so, that's massive, right? So it, he did that even without scoring that touchdown, right? Like that's that's what he can do. Like if that dude is if CMC is healthy, he is the he is the bounce back candidate because he's the type of player as good as Allen Robinson can be this year. I think he's going to be a thousand yard receiver. Not outside of an injury to Cooper Cup, he's not going to he's not going to give you that right. CMC has the ability, and I'm not saying he's going to go out there and give you LT here, but he just turned 26 years old. He's got the dual threat, the the dual capability to run and catch the ball. That's the guy that should be like the number one fantasy football bounce back candidate. So just. Want to get that out there, right? Let's let's get that out there. But let's talk some other names, Jay. Now, this one, this one is going to sound dirty. He is coming off the board as a running back in the fifties, fifties. But everything oh, that I'm hearing, I'm just I'm following the tea leaves. I'm reading the beat reports. I'm just I'm just I'm I'm watching Jay Marlon Mack in Houston. Looks like he is going to be the starting running back in Houston. Um, and he's a couple of years removed from the Achilles tear, a couple of years removed from a thousand yard season in his own right. Coming off the board behind, you know, Kenneth Gainwell and Khalil Herbert and Zamir White and Naheem Hines. If Marlon Mack is the starting running back all season, and I'm not saying he's the 90% opportunity share back, he's going to split, he's going to cede some work to the young guy, right? Rex Burkhead is going to play in, in some passing down situations. But again, coming off the board is RB fifty four. That's the latest a starting running back is by by a long shot, like dynasty start. And I get this is dynasty startup. But where are you at yeah. with Marlon Mack and what he could return fantasy gamers this year in twenty twenty two as a starting running back in Houston? So I think what you're saying, fully valid, right? He could definitely return value because he's just going so late. If he does virtually anything, you know, he's, he could easily outperform Kenneth Gamewell. I think the only concern I have with the situation is the potential lack of touchdowns, right? Playing in Houston okay, and then the receiving and the receiving work, right? His actual best receiving season was his rookie year where he only got 33 targets. And Damian Pierce being a more, uh, or at least a competent receiving back, I think that's where there could be some concerns for him from a ceiling perspective. He's a pretty good receiver. And then as well, they do have other backs that are good receiving backs as well. They're going to be down in a lot of games. Does he get third down work? Probably not. So I think that's the only concern with Marlon Mack. But all the points you're making are fully fair. Like, he's a guy that 
in the right game script could see 15 to 20 carries and and could be a guy who has a 100-yard game. It's going to be unlikely behind that offensive line and on that team, but there's definitely a world where that happens. It's just, again, is that a guy, and Ray, I would ask you this openly, is that a guy that we that we believe is worth a roster spot this season? I think that's yes. part of the, the conversation. Yes. Do you believe he's worth a roster spot because yes. of what he could be? He's a starting <laughs> he's a starting running back. That there's a hundred running you, backs that would play. Would you flip every, him though? You gotta try and flip him though. Uh, if, I think that's if, the well reality. here's my thing. Players like Marlon Mack, and this is just my dynasty philosophy, some strategy. Players like Marlon Mack, players like Kenneth Gainwell, like it's can you trade those guys one for one? Sure. But they're better they're better used as pieces in a package. You just don't you know, you don't just go out there and offer Marlon Mack for a second, right? You're like, hey, yeah. I've got Tyler Lockett, and I'll give you Marlon Mack for 24, for whatever it is, right? Whatever the package is, you package players like Marlon Mack up with somebody better to move them. Because that, if I'm receiving that, if you're giving me Tyler Lockett and Marlon Mack, if I'm a contending team, I'm looking like, all right, cool, I'm getting a start running back. Getting a starting receiver. I know their situations aren't great, but I'm getting too like. But I'm not just going to go out there and be like, "Hey, let me go trade for Marlon Mack one for one." What What the fuck is somebody going to give you? Like a third? I don't want a third for. He's a starting running back. I don't want a third for him. So I'd rather package him up with something else in order to upgrade a different position. Uh, and, I, and I'm with you. The offense is probably not going to be very good, but he's a starting running back. He's coming off the board extremely late. He's not old, not yet. Um, a couple of years removed from that Achilles tear. So I think Marlon Mack, for the cost, could be an excellent bounce-back candidate in fantasy yeah. football. Another player I want to throw out there to you, Jay, and get your thoughts, and, and I think the group will enjoy this one because it involves everyone's favorite player, Gabe Davis. It involves the great, great Gabe oh, Davis. But there's, no need, for, there's no need for Davis to bounce back when he's going to break out. So the bounce-back candidate... Could it potentially be wide receiver 85, Jamison Crowder, for the Buffalo Bills, taking yes. over for Cole Beasley? Again, 80, Jay, Tyquan Thornton, Justin Ross, Odell Beckham Jr., get this name, Khalil Shakir, the rookie fifth-round pick, on the same team being drafted ahead of Jamison Crowder. And I get it, the injuries, he's, he's on, on and off the field, he's not consistent. Josh Palmer. You know, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Terrace Marshall, Curtis Samuel, for Christ's sake, all going ahead of probably the starting slot receiver on the best offense in the NFL. We want parts of good offenses. I want all the pieces of a good offense. Give me Crowder. Give me Davis. Give me Diggs. Give me Cook. Give me Allen. Give me Singletary. Give me Knox. Give me all seven of them across the leagues that I play, and I, I'll take any piece of that offense. But where are you at with Jameson Crowder in particular, wide receiver 85, Jay, 85, 85, 15 away from 100, baby. <laughs> Man, I've been, I'm glad you brought him up. I didn't even think about it because I remember this is, I don't even know how far back this goes now when I projected out the bills and I dropped it into the highs of members. And I was telling them like, this Gabe Davis projection that people have is just crazy to me. Like, I don't, and again, I'm not someone that's saying I know everything. What I do is I go look at three-year averages, I weigh it out, and I tell and I figure out, okay, this is what makes sense based off of what they've done in the past and what they're going to project to do in the future. And every year, Cole Beasley has 100 targets. Every single year. Whether, whether Josh Allen was good, whether Josh Allen was bad, even in his second season, Cole Beasley had 100 targets. 
And so for me, it's so difficult for me to not give Jameson Crowder 100 targets. It's not so Zach difficult. Moss. Not Zach Moss. We don't want a piece. We don't and want so that piece. Everyone wants Gabe Davis to be this guy. Everyone wants to be a guy. But it's just the history of what the Buffalo Bills have done. It does not seem likely that he is going to even. I don't want to say he's not going to outproduce Jameson Crowder, but I have it a lot closer than I think people realize. Like, again, I like Gabe Davis. I think he could have some massive weeks, but Jameson Crowder is a guy you really need to get on your rosters. I have him projected for 100 targets, 71 receptions, 746 yards, only three touchdowns, and that's 163 PBR points. And I believe that was good for like wide receiver 45 or something last season. So again, you're getting like 40 spots of value. And I'm not trying to say that Gabe Davis can't be great, but again, if you dive into the stats, the history of the Buffalo Bills and that offense for the past couple years, it is just not likely that they're going to be that guy. And Josh Allen heavily targets the slot. He has his entire career, and he will continue to do that. And that's the reason why Jameson Crowder is a great buy in Dynasty Leagues. And even in redraft leagues, dude goes super cheap. You should be looking to get him on your rosters because he will get targets. He will get work. And they're talking about Isaiah McKenzie. I think Isaiah McKenzie does have a role and can eat into Crowder's work a little bit. But Crowder is the proven guy that we know can succeed in the slot. It's just, is he going to stay healthy? And if he is, I think it's a great shot. He has a really good season this year. Man, Taron Cloud is dropping some straight dirt <laughs> in the chat, man. He, he is, I love it. He's diving deep. He, he dropped James have, White in there. I have a, a really ago. dirty one, actually. He had James White. Now he's saying Curtis Samuel. Oh, boy. It's dirty. But he he qualifies as a bounce back. He does. It, he, he technically qualifies as a bounce back candidate. But I feel think the fact that they drafted Jahan Dotson sort of tells you what they think about Samuel, but I like the call. This is a dirty bounce back candidate call. And where is he coming off the board? Where the hell is, what's his name? You better, you better start scrolling. Curtis Curtis Samuel. Samuel? Where's he? Oh God. You have to go far. Oh, he's behind. Oh, he's right. He's one spot ahead of Khalil Shakir. Wide receiver 79. It's dirty. It's dirty. It's a good call. You like Curtis Samuel. Um, I think he's I think he's a good receiver, right? But again, I think he's a better NFL player than fantasy asset, right? He's going to be a low-volume guy. You can't yeah. count on the usage week to week. It's hard to start him. So that's one of my big concerns with Curtis Samuel. But again, I think the talent's always been there. From the moment I read that story of Urban Meyer talking about how he wants to turn him into Percy Harvin, Percy oh Harvin, my favorite player of all time. Yeah. I've been in on Curtis Samuel. He showed that, but not in the NFL. So, unfortunately, I'm not going to be in on Curtis Samuel this season. And, and listen, we're, we're not just throwing any shit name out there for the sake of it. You see, there's no Drew Locke talk. There's no there's no Sam Darnold talk. We're not just throwing out bad. Like, these are players that, that I do think there's a, a, a potential for some good fantasy return. I know you said you had a dirty one, Jay. So go ahead and throw yours before I before I go to the tight end position because I really like this one for tight end. All right, wide receiver, one hundred and eleven on keep trade Stop. cut, two hundred and ninety seven overall. It is one Marvin Jones. Um, people do not want Marvin Jones on their rosters. I'm not really sure why. Let me give you some stats, right? So I was looking through some stats, and this is a minimum of 100 targets and 1,200 air yards. Marvin Jones had the lowest receiving yards of anyone in the group to meet that threshold, second lowest in touchdowns, and he had more air yards than Brandon Cooks, T. Higgins, Keaton Allen, CeeDee Lamb, A.J. Brown, and Chase Claypool, who, again, hit those thresholds. And so for me, if I'm looking at a guy who can bounce back, 
I'm looking at a guy who was in a terrible offense, bad situation, hyper inefficient, which sounds ridiculous to say, but it's just the truth. Like if you look at his underlying metrics and how he actually was targeted last season, heavily targeted. Now, again, they did bring in Zay Jones and Christian Kirk, but he's still listed as a starting wide receiver. Zay Jones is not going to take his role in the end zone and Christian Kirk will get his targets in the slot. But in my opinion, Marvin Jones is a guy that if he starts off hot, if this offense gets going, I think he's a guy who can actually perform for you. And like I mentioned, wide receiver, 111, 297 overall Jeez. in ADP. It's just the bottom of the barrel, the literal bottom of the barrel. That's where Marvin Jones is sitting. And I think there's a real shot he goes over. And if, if I'm talking about a profile, I think in Doug Peterson's offense, he profiles as that aging Alshon Jeffrey that he used to have. And I think he does similar things. And the main reason why I like Marvin Jones and most people like Marvin Jones, lots of touchdown upside in that frame, right? If Trevor Lawrence is going to take a step forward and be the guy that everyone tells me he's going to be, I think there's a world where Marvin Jones, with what he did last season, a year with Trevor Lawrence to learn and grow from a chemistry perspective, you see the stats with the air yards. He had 1,400 air yards last season, and he only had 800 receiving yards. So again, these are stats you want to look at sometimes to find ways to get some value. And in my opinion, Marvin Jones, for where he's going, is a value even at 32 years old. I hear you. <laughs> But, like, how much higher is he going to go? Like, wh what's the – like, 800 yards fields about Marvin Jones, man. I mean, what do you – But what do you, So what the you, problem is he didn't get the touchdowns, though. He could get the touchdowns. He can. That's – that's he, is, he has, I believe, four seasons or at least three seasons with nine touchdowns in his career. Again, the Jaguars are not great. But in my opinion, if you're scraping the, I'm, I'm, I got a spoon and yeah. I'm down there scraping yeah. the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. So if if you're, and again, what does he cost you? I just, you're talking about package him in a deal, trade him, trade a fourth round pick for him, something. These are the guys I like to target because nobody wants them, and he could still be the wide receiver one for the the, the Jaguars. In my opinion, I get trading all that, paying all the money for Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk could definitely be the guy, but we project them to throw what 600 times this season. Easy, maybe more than that. I get Travis Etienne coming back is a bit of an issue for the offense, but I think that takes away more from the slot than it does from outside. So again, if he's healthy, which he actually has been pretty healthy over the past two seasons, I think there is a world where he returns value. Well, he's going to return value more return, than likely. Yeah, but I think, I think you're right. He's going to return value. You can't value, start him in good matchups because they don't I, play in a good division either. I just don't know if I classify him as a bounce back. He, he did have 800 yards, and no, he didn't have the touchdowns, but I just I, I don't I don't see him being much more than that. Maybe a couple of touchdowns here, but like truly like bouncing back from nothing to like oh shit now he's got it. It'd be different if Marvin Jones had like two hundred something yards and then nobody wanted him and then you're like hey I I, I just I don't know man. That's I, what I'm I, saying. He had eight hundred yards and he is he is dead, bro. Like no, I, I, no, I get Jones that. I get that his value is tanked. I I just. I don't know. I need help from the. I, I don't know. I don't know. But I, I think you're right. And uh, yeah, Dynasty Bears saying a deep yeah. sleeper instead of a bounce back. Which yeah, is fine. I, I think I think it's a sleeper. I think he's more of a sleeper than a bounce back. All right. So my bounce back candidate is somebody who did not do well last year. Was essentially replaced by a rookie tight end last year. Goes to a better offense with opportunity because this team lost its starting tight end. This team went to the Super Bowl. Last year, and as one of the best young quarterbacks in the NFL, coming off the board is tight end 27, Hayden Hurst of the Cincinnati Bengals. 
I think okay. he could bounce back in a big way with Cincinnati this year. You saw how they used C.J. Uzoma down the stretch with Joe Burrow. It wasn't that he was getting hyper-targeted and getting Rob Gronkowski levels of, of opportunity, but the opportunity that C.J. did get, he was single-coveraged, he was open, it was very advantageous for him, very efficient. And all reports early out of Minicamp and, and OTAs, as Hayden Hurst got the connection with Joe Burrow, well, he's good. And the thing about Hurst is, is he's good as a blocker and as a pass catcher. So you don't have to worry about him coming off of the field. Like, I want my tight end to be on the field as, yep. as much as possible, right? In case the quarterback is a run play, they've got an audible to a pass. I think Aiden Hurst, talk about returning value, coming up the board as tight end 27 in one of the best offenses in football. It's dirty as shit. I mean, I'm dirty. I'm dirty. I'm like a, a you know when you wear a white shirt. This is how you know when you're dirty as a man. Like if if you need to, you wear you a white collared shirt and you take it off and it's that that's, that's the level of dirt we're getting into, right? But I like Hayden Hurst. I mean, behind Brevin Jordan, Gerald Everett, Jelani Woods. I mean, really? No, give me Hayden Hurst. Give me a piece of again. And, and have you noticed the theme? I'm trying outside of Houston an opportunity with yeah. a running back, but with pass catchers. I want to target offenses that are, are going to be above average, right? I don't I don't want Corey Davis, a bad offense with a bunch of different weapons. I don't want one of those guys. I want somebody on a team that's project, projected to be a good team and, in, in particular, a good offense. And I think Hayden Hurst uh, at 27 is somebody that I've been trying to buy into. Again, another one of those players that you don't go out and trade one for one because if you go out there and send something – one for one for Hurst, the other managers, their, their antennas go up. Oh, wait a minute. Why do you want my Hayden Hurst? But if you pair, uh, you know, a, a trade to get Hayden Hurst plus something else, I like Hurst. Tell me what you think about that uh, and with most of us playing in tight end premium leagues. I think it's a great decision. You know, you talk about uh, C.G. Uzama, 63 targets, 49 receptions, almost 500 yards and five touchdowns. That would be pretty good. I think the more important point is, like you mentioned, they brought him in to help bolster that offensive line. While he's not an offensive lineman, he's been a great blocker from the time he stepped on the field in the NFL. He'll play probably 80% of snaps. Uzama played 78% of snaps last season. So again, that's one that could definitely be a good opportunity. It's just, again, you're competing with Chase and Higgins and Boyd and Mixon. It's like, oh my God, when is he going to get the targets? But to your point, Dude's going to be running wide open all the time. Like, he's the guy who sinks behind the defense, is fast enough to score a touchdown. And that's exactly what Ozama was. He averaged, I believe, 10 yards per reception yep. because he didn't have to do a ton. Yep. Burrow gets in the ball, nobody's covering him because yep. of everyone else they have to pay attention to. And he gets those easy yards and those easy receptions, and even in some cases, the easy touchdowns. So I do like that one a lot. I don't know if you want to get into a guy who's not so dirty just yet. Well, but you're got? talking about good players on great offenses and I still I still believe in Juju Smith-Schuster okay and I believe that he is a hundred percent a bounce back candidate he's wide receiver 44 on KTC and I think the biggest thing that people need to remember about Juju is that when he started in the NFL obviously he was phenomenal but his a dot dropped significantly so in 2018-2019 his a dot was 8.8 and 9.7 then it was 5.5 and 6.5 yards um, for the average depth of target for him. Mahomes has a career average depth of target of 8.1, and last season it was 7.4. So again, you're taking a guy who we've seen the talent. It was a little while ago we've seen the talent. And so for me, you're taking him and you're putting him in an offense that should be good with an elite quarterback, not an average quarterback, not a pretty good quarterback, 
Patrick Mahomes is an elite quarterback. And so, again, for me, I think that with the quality of targets going up, Kansas City being a good offense, I think there's a real world where Juju is returns value in spades, and he's still really young. I believe he's only 25 right now. So for me, I would still be buying Juju Smith-Schuster. I think he's got a great opportunity. And my last point is that the biggest thing is that there was 83 targets to wide receiver three on the Kansas City Chiefs last season. That was with Tyreek Hill getting like 156. Those targets will funnel down. Some will go to Marquette Valdez-Scantling. Some will go to Juju Smith-Schuster. And I definitely believe he will bounce back this season. I think he has a wide receiver two ceiling pretty easily in that offense. He could be really good this year. I'm with you. I think it's a good call. And I think that's a good that, that's a good one, right? Because he's not he's not super low, he's, but he's not high. There's still people kind of it, people aren't in on him. I, him and Allen Robinson him. are back to back in ADP. I don't know how you right? got caught in the crosshairs of of Joe and camping what and washcloths. She uh, she said, "Imagine camping for a couple of days and coming home and using only your hand and some soap to clean yourself." Like Jay, Let, okay? Can I be all right? Let me be honest with y'all. So. I've 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 told this to Jay Rich. I am very much into like I don't I don't just want to go to Walmart and grab a, a a bar of Dove or Irish Spring. So I order soap, like I you know men's soap. Good for I, I'm just big order. Cut. I'm in, I'm into smells, man. Smells are very. It's I'm very big on smells. Very keen. I've got a good sense of smell. I want to smell good at all times. But I did find a bar of soap that's got the it's like exfoliating, so it's rough. That feels a lot more like that feels more, that feels better than just the slip slip and slide on you. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've got some yeah. I got some friction there. Like I feel you got good. Some sand in it. You know, so they got here's, some dirt here's, in there. Real here's manly. what I do. I like this it. this is what I've started to do because it is. I'm all about being efficient. I want my receivers to be efficient. I want my running backs to be efficient. Like I'm all about efficiency. So my new routine is. I pre-wash with the bar, right? I get the the scrubby exfoliating bar, get a good 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 pre-wash. Just just the bar, just the bar. People will love, but it is not just slick. It's it's got some it's got some friction to it. It's like sandpaper, right? right? Get it good. Then I use the the fragranced body wash with washcloth to really get that final clean. Get okay. that good smell. When I walk out of that shower, man, I can smell my like I smell it. Like the the shot, the room, the bathroom smells good. Uh, I'm just I I feel better. Like my day feels better when I smell good things. And I, I, but I will say that the the hand and soap is it's it's an efficient technique. But you got to have the right soap in order to execute it right. I think a lot Definitely. of people it's like a, it's like a tear down. Everyone wants to tear down, but they don't know how to do it the right way. I just encourage you, if you do just use bar bar hand and soap, get something with a little more traction. Get something with some 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 some, some of those, you know, a little rough. You can do the same thing. You can get the same thing even with like the gels and the soaps. You can get it with and, it has and my gel in it and has the like that. seeds. Yeah. Yes, my gel. Yeah. It's it's made by it's a black owned company called Bevel. It is fantastic. Like it, it, even if you're white, you can use it, man. It's just shower gel. It's just black owned company. It's Bevel. Smells phenomenal. You will smell like a million bucks. Your 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 lady will like it, or your man may there like it. Whatever whatever there your you preference go. is, you will smell good. Uh, and I'm not sponsored by them. They I should be because I, I believe in their products. But neither here nor there. The last dirty player that we're going to talk about, a name that's coming up a lot, Jay, and the people aren't going to okay. like it. They're not going to want to hear it. But I'm still like, at, why not, Jay? Why not Ronald Jones as RB44 yes! 
to bounce back he in my Kansas City Chiefs. Perfect. Why not? Like Russell Westbrook. Why not? Why not oh, Ronald well. Jones? Coming <laughs> off the board is RB44 in a good offense. The competition ahead of him is Clyde. I mean, we've seen what, not in what, competition, what, I'll what tell you CEH that. has done. Why not? Why not Ronald Jones? Easy case, good offense, good team, needs a running back badly. Um, I think they've shown they need to commit to the running game. And Rojo, I, I, I've said this before, I've never thought Rojo had a fair shot. I think that he has the ability. Yes, the fumbles have crept up. If he can get that under control, he's been a great running back. And so for me, no receiving work probably coming his way. But if he can just be a primary rusher on a great offense that will probably be in the top, what, 10 in scoring this season, I believe this is a great Great pick. He did make my list. He was a guy that I, I did want to include. And so I'm with you 100%. Ronald Jones is a bounce back hand. Look at this. Mark, and it's funny, it's the two black guys. Marcus <laughs> and Ricardo are like, Bevel is my shit. I use Bevel too. Bevel is, it, it's legit. Like I, I use the soap. I use the, the lotion, all of that. I heard nothing that you said about Ronald Jones because I'm just so into this Bevel smell. But I'm with you, Jay. I, I just... Why again? I'm asking you again. Why not? Like, could he be a bounce back candidate? He's in a Kansas great, City? great choice. Great choice. I mean, we just talked about Juju, and I and I think you can make the case for all these guys. The only one I wouldn't make it for is MVS because of the boom bust nature of his abilities. But again, another guy who is probably undervalued. Someone's going to have value in this Kansas City Chiefs offense, and I believe the running back in particular could have a ton of value if they hit. So I do like that Ronald Jones call quite a bit. Now the it's other guy gross. I want to throw out there for you quickly. Gross. Is Robert Woods in Tennessee. Robert Woods in Tennessee is a guy that I think could bounce back in a big way because of the reports we've seen about Traylon Burks. And if he's not going to be that guy to take the offense where it needs to go, I believe that Robert Woods is a tear-down replacement to A.J. Brown. He'll play primarily in the slot, run a lot of good crossing routes, get open really easily. Savvy receiver, wide receiver 61, 30 years old with Tannehill. I think there's a real good shot that he could bounce back in a big way coming off that injury. And we've seen how talented he's been in the Rams offense. But I think he can still get it done even in this Tennessee offense this season with so little target competition. I do like Robert Woods to bounce back this year. Just throwing one more name out there, uh, Sonny Michelle. Sonny Michelle? No. Okay, no. Ru okay. Hey, Raheem we Mostert. can't even see you at this point. It's, um, it's because you're sabotaging me. I know how this works. I, I, know I don't know works. what's I'm going not a fool. on. We can't see you. I'm not a continue. fool. But I, I would rather go with Raheem Mostert, and it's because Ugh. I believe he fits the sit. It's gross. But he fits Ugh. the system. They need a back with speed. And so I think my problem with Sony Michelle is like, how is he going to thrive in this system without the speed? We've seen the running backs that do thrive in the system have the speed. Michelle is like the exact opposite of that. He's a guy who can thrive in a straight up the middle system. And that's it. That's why he was decent in New England. Could have been better. But I think you need to have the speed. So whether you're going with Chase Edmonds, who I think is too slow, or I think you go after um, Raheem Mostert, who, while he's been injured a lot, if he's healthy, I think he's probably the best back for that system so far on the offense. <laughs> Sony M-E-H Meshell. Come on, L. Woods. <laughs> you never heard that before? That's oh, man, a good one. Okay. A all right. All right. Now, let me, let me just say this before we leave. Do not go out here and be like, Ray and Jay told me to go trade for uh, – uh, Marvin Jones 23 today. first. Yeah, don't 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 go do any of that. Please don't go trade for her. Hayden Hurst one for one. Don't give up a 24 first for some damn Ronald Jones or anything like that. I saw Kenny Galladay's name pop up. I think he and Kadarius Tony yep. could be both bounce back candidates. I like both of those guys. 
We just wanted to dot the, the the true top guys are CMC, Derrick Henry, uh, Michael Thomas, those guys, Alan right? Robinson. Allen Robinson, yeah, Cam Akers. Those are the true bounce backs. Um, but yes, those are some dirtier names that as you get down the board, I'm seeing someone, Gretchen said she got Ronald Jones for two bucks. Somebody said they got Hayden Hurst off waiver wires for free. Check your leagues, man. Check your waivers. Check check to see if any of those guys are, are, are available that you can pick up for little to no money. And uh, just remember, there's only 12 top 12 running backs. You got to find somebody else after that, right? There's only 24 top 24 guys. So as you go down, which players are going to have an opportunity and they're in offenses that can give them an opportunity to produce for us in fantasy football? Jay, anything else before we get out of here? Um, no, nah, man. Although the one guy that I, I wanted to throw out there for best ball leagues is KJ Hamler. KJ Hamler is a guy in best ball leagues that I do like a lot this season. I think hey, he could be you, a guy that, while he doesn't get a lot of work, KJ Hamler's not even going to play this year, I don't think, man. Oh, he's going to play. Don't you worry about that. He'll be back. Go get KJ Hamler. All right. Thank you, Jay. And thank you all for being in the chat. I saw a lot of Big Dog Bash conversation. Uh, Nick is my guy. Shout out to Nick. I don't know everything that's going on with that, but that's my dude. I'll look into it. Um, we will have the show on Friday. Friday's the last show for a whole week. I'm going to Costa Rica for a week, so there will be no wake up next week unless Jay magically gets on here and does something, which I doubt he will do. He needs to take some time off as well, some vacation. And when we come back, the week after we come back, training camp starts like that week. I believe it's the week of the 25th. The first training camp sessions start popping off around like the 27th. So we are back in full-fledged football mode. It's NFL. It's college. Mike A, we're going to talk NBA this fall, Mike Anderson. I'm just letting you know. Right, yes, sir. I've been prepping Mike Anderson for four months that it's coming in October, right? The, primarily the show football, but we're going to talk some goddamn NBA and some other things. So I'm just getting you ready. Mike Anderson, but make sure y'all tap into the show on Friday. We're going to have some fun. I don't know what we're going to do, but there is a game, Jay. There is a game. God, Jay looks so terrible. There's this game called Black, White, or Other, and I listen to it all the time on Sirius uh, Shade 4 or 5, Rude Jude. It's called Black, White, or Other, Um, and I'm trying to figure out a way to do this sports-related and not like Black, White, or Other. But it's going to be fun. We're going to have some fun on the Friday show, so make sure you tapped in. Hit the thumbs up button. Subscribe to the content. Make sure you check out all the dope podcasts. we got some new pods dropping on the Destination Debbie feed real soon that I'm excited about. If you want to be a part of the squad, patreon.com forward slash all gas. MLB prop bets. WNBA prop bets. Use the promo code prize picks. Matter this thing. Oh, subscribe to our newsletter. Newsletter's coming back this week, too. Subscribe to the newsletter. We love y'all. We out. Peace. 